What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTrainingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Another week, and it's another episode of Worlds Collide. Colliding once again. Wow, that's like the super <laughs> pro wrestler monster truck introduction. I need to get Sunday, better. At Sunday, that. Sunday. Absolutely, we got to get more lively on here, but it's late. Yeah, we're kind of we're just like kind of bland individuals, aren't we? We don't have any. <laughs> there's no there's no comedy on this. There's no uh, shock. the whole show is comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are, folks. We uh, we want to bring we bring the comedic side to the wrestling card community. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about some vintage speculation. Um, I think obviously right off the bat, most people are like, oh, wrestling all-stars or 85 tops or, you know, wrestling annual Andre cards, stuff like that. And sure. it, it, most people, Tony, you've actually said at the national that, you know, the uh, it's kind of been established now that wrestling all-stars like us as a community, we've known this for a while, but it's like the card set. It's why it's, it's just it's widely accepted by uh, anybody who is a vendor at, at, at had any wrestling cards or anybody who even it's just widely accepted within the entire community. I think of, of sports card collecting has looked at wrestling and goes, "This is the piece," uh, and, and it's rightfully so. That's, we, we've known this for a long time, and like you said, in our, in our own uh, section of the hobby. But I think the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, and. We've heard people also within our community say, no, gold refractors are the best things to have or prism golds or prism one of one blacks. And I like all that stuff too. But if you take all wrestling cards that have ever been produced and put them down in front of everybody, most people know the all-stars and they're going to be like, they, they, they maybe know the value. They maybe know the names and not so much like if they get a prism gold, like, okay, it's out of 10. But what does that actually mean? Like, sure. I, like, it sounds like I know how valuable that is. You know, some people listening to this know, but it's it's one of those things where if you have to ex- sometimes, if you have to explain something to somebody, maybe it's a little too confusing. Whereas opposed to these all stars, you can put it down in front of them. They're like, oh yeah, Ric Flair. I know yep. this card's got to be valuable. So, um, but but then there's some other stuff within if you want to call vintage and you know what we're I think what I like to classify as vintage wrestling is like from the eighties and backwards, like that, that's vintage to me. Obviously some people have different, are you, are you, you're counting the eighties or from 1980s, like 79 backwards. Are you counting the eighties? Yeah. I'm counting the eighties. So like 89 backwards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of my definition and that can, you know, again, change for everybody. They may have a different, but wrestling is again, a different thing where like, you know, you want to call vintage baseball, like pre-war stuff, but, and we did have wrestling cards then, but it was like the wrestling card boom was in like the 60s, 70s, 80s period mm-hmm. is when it started like actually becoming prevalent. So that's why I like to call that stuff the vintage. But what we're going to talk about today is maybe there's some stuff in there that 
it, that you could actually speculate on like people prospect. And what we mean by that is um, sets that it's not even like maybe that we find them undervalued, but these are sets that actually have really good stuff in them. And mm-hmm. they just haven't like, they haven't picked up, they haven't gained the popularity or the pricing that some of the, like the all-stars. And um, I also want to say that I've really changed my perspective on this, like speculation investments, blah, blah, blah. Over about, about the past year or so, I've kind of changed my mindset on that to where like I buy something because I think it's awesome. Like just the other day I picked up and I'm sure it'll be on my Instagram account by the time this airs because I post most of my cards that I get on there. But I bought a Roman Reigns Prismatic Entrances Mojo. So there's only 25. So I wrapped up. I got a I got a modern prison purchase and it's a Mojo. So it's a cool design. It's only 25 but the image on the picture is Roman's entrance and he's walking out with the Usos holding their belts and Paul Heyman right behind him holding that belt up. And I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is the entrance you see with a modern Roman as he's coming out. So I got the rarity. I got the cool image and it's an insert card, which I, I know that most of the hobby they're like, Oh, we want, we want the main card. The insert variations don't do as well. And I'm like, I don't care. I bought this card because it's a, like, I don't feel like I need to be a Roman super collector, but this is my Roman piece. Like, sure. th- this is like sums up my enjoyment of his current time with us. And I buy it because I like it and it's cool. And yeah, it might have value down the road, but I'm having much more fun and um, enjoying my collection more where I can buy this card and keep it for as long as I want. If I sell it eventually, I'll probably gain some money on it. But it's not like I went out to specifically buy this card to then resell. I can do that with like collections and stuff. But I just want like that's kind of a mind shift as far as the speculation we're going to talk about that. I'm not I've kind of changed the way of like I don't just go buy things to then. Oh, yeah, this is going to be hot. You know, two two years down the road, I'm going to sell it. It's like I'm buying this stuff because I love it. It's cool. It's rare. It's awesome. And then, you know, maybe, yeah, if I decide to sell it down the road, that's fine. But I'm not planning on it. So, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there before we start talking about the kind of speculation. This isn't like a pump and dump thing. So, yep. so my pick right off the bat, when we brought this topic up was the 1988 Wonderama. Like it's the first, I think technical NWA actual set. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge set. And I love the images because they're very primitive pictures and it reminds me of the NWA in the mid eighties with the smoky arenas, the one light on the ring, that boring blue canvas that just said NWA on it in yellow letters. That was like crappy font. The cards themselves almost remind me of like a cardboard version of a Polaroid. Yes. That, that is a perfect way to describe that. Yeah. And I just, and I'm talking, I just think there's so much cool things in here. Like from the header card, of Ric Flair with the NWA yeah. logo that says Wonderama Supercards or whatever on it. And like, I know there's a bunch of those because there was one in every pack. But even when I see those in PSA slabs, I'm like, man, this is just so cool. You've got all of the Sting rookie cards in there. And I think we could both agree that these actually are rookie cards because I don't remember him having any cards out before these. Mm. And then you've got all the, like the, the regular heavy hitters that you would have in Crockett during that time. Lex Luger, Ric Flair, all the four horsemen. Uh, Bobby, Road Warriors. Yeah, Road, oh man, the Road Warriors cards in there. I don't know why I didn't mention those first. Ron Simmons, uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, like these names of that time period. And what I'm trying to say is like, 
they're not Hogan. They're not Andre. They're not the rock, but they're the more people that get into wrestling cards that were from the, that have a like historic wrestling background or like vintage wrestling, they can kind of go back and relive those moments through these cards and they are some of them are action shots like you said they look like straight up polaroids mm-hmm. in card form so i and i just think that it's a set that like people know about it but they're not really talking about it like they're talking about the 73 people know about war. it that are that are in there that are in our section there's a group of people i don't yeah. think this is not going to be the prison boys aren't going to come in and know what this stuff is because no. they don't they don't go beyond things that are shiny that aren't shiny um but as people start getting in more in into the uh trading card side of and start delving deeper beyond is like we're, they're all going to know the 82 all-stars we've all we've always keep talking about that uh sometimes it gets a little tiring talking about because i mean it's just it's just what it is yeah. what it is it's it's, yeah. it's a monumental set it's what, what it is in our in our hobby but there's a lot of little other things that come out around that time frame in that decade that um uh, don't see a lot of play uh for the common wrestling card collector um and i think yeah i i'm gonna one of my picks would be your your the 88 but i take it even back to the 87 test run um sure. yeah uh which you know it's the first 50 cards of that set you know same header cards same uh sting rookie in that one uh you know it's it's just uh it's not talked about as much as other as your 85 tops as your 82 83 all-stars um it, it should be and i think it's uh it's kind of a sleeper uh hit when it comes to vintage stuff i really do I for think, all the reason for all the reasons that you just said it's like that for all the re- exact reasons you just said i talked about you know we talked about the all-stars and that you can just put them down in front of somebody and they know what they are sure like even somebody who doesn't even collect cards they could see these and be like oh yeah then i watched him i watched them that's an awesome looking card i think this wonderama set could really be like a gateway to some of those people that are you know, maybe in there, maybe they're not like, I guess it could be somebody getting into vintage, but maybe it's somebody like that grew up, you know, watching NWA 605 Saturday night. Sure. And they aren't necessarily like, they don't have favorite wrestler, but this was their favorite time period. All of a sudden they can start buying these cards and they relive those through all of these. They don't care about parallels. They don't care about, uh, you know, autographs maybe per se, but they could be like, oh, this is Sting's first year that he was ever in a card set. And there's all these Sting cards. I love the Four Horsemen and their rivalry with such and such. And they're all mm-hmm. in here. I think it's just a really cool gateway for somebody to get into like the vintage style. And like kind of what I mean is like we saw the surrounding hype around Ric Flair's last match and watching the, you know, they brought Jim Crockett promotions back for one night. They had the old backdrop. They had all the nostalgia that mm-hmm. these wrestling fans would want. And I'm like, okay, well, this would be a perfect transition into wrestling cards because it's everything they liked about that Ric Flair's last match show in cardboard form. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, you know, it's, I'm not saying this, this set is going to the moon. I'm not saying it's going to be worth a lot of money. It's just something that I think a lot of wrestling I don't think it's fans gonna be, aren't. It's not going to equal an all-star set no, like that, but you no. know what? It could be a close second, that type, type of thing, because of, because of the class of people there in it. Uh, a lot of, 
you know, rookie cards or early first uh, type cards like that. It's, I think it's overlooked really do I think it's overlooked uh, in the grand scheme of wrestling cards. A lot of attention is brought to the 83, 83 all-stars. A lot of attention is brought to, you know, shiny stuff for the modern era. And then we have all this stuff trickled in between those two things. This falls in that category. Uh, but when you have a, a sting rookie card and when you have, uh, some of those amazing images of road warriors, you said you got flair in there, all of, I mean, it's just, it's ripe for a lot of cool. Uh, and if you're looking for, from a value standpoint, it's ripe for a lot of cool, you know, speculating for grading purposes, uh, that could, you know, there could be thousands of dollars in there. I mean, there really could be, uh, there should be. And I think, there, actually, I think there will be, I think there will be, um, it's just a, it's a pretty cool set. It's like I said, it just it captures that time uh, uh, perfectly. Uh, the imaging that they use is very Polaroid-y, uh, magazine-style type of uh, pictures in some of those without all the words. And so I, it's just it's really cool. Uh, I like it. I mean, that whole era is great. Um, the 87 one is even, even harder. So it's kind of like yeah. taking the 88 with this massive 343 card set or whatever it is like that. And then you take the, uh, you know, take it, take it back a notch like that make it even harder uh, that extra that level of chase that's extra level of chase ain't ain't no pretty stickers ain't no gum <laughs> uh it's just uh you know it is what it is there and it's just they're they're cool cards man uh very cool cards that i think are slowly getting more and more recognition slowly getting more and more like uh, highly desirable uh, collectibilities like that. It's, it's been a slow burn for that stuff. You see some on there up on eBay, people selling stuff they get, they've gotten uh, graded, but it's not getting the same attention as, as, as the 85 all, uh, 82, 83 all-stars or the 85 tops. Um, but it's, it's, it's getting there. It really is. I like that set a lot. I also want to say that I think there's a lot of things out there that people say is like, you know, uh, this wrestler should be this price. I don't know why it's sure. not worth it. Or this set, you know, is undervalued, blah, blah. Like the stuff I'm talking about today is stuff that is like, like popular tippy top stuff that just isn't catching on for whatever reason. It's not like I'm pulling some random obscure, you know, like, like mid-tier jobber talent out and saying, this is the next guy, you know, he, sure. he's gonna, you know, whatever. So um, another thing I want to talk about, Macho Man, like, obviously he's extremely popular in the hobby his cards sell for a good amount of money however when you i think he's up there with like the hogan's and the i maybe in hogan andre austin rock like macho man is kind of hovering around that level from like a longevity standpoint from a mainstream perspective snap into a slim gym people even if they don't know wrestling yeah he's he's got the cross appeal of not just wrestling but in, in in the pop culture itself yeah. And I just don't like um, I'm kind of baffled at why his cards don't do the don't do the numbers. Don't see the popularity as I'm blown away by it. I mean, he's got he's only got two authentic autograph cards. Uh, well, if you count the, you know, the recent, you know, one of one cut. But I'm just talking about uh, you like know. the like the massive I won't say mass produced, but the like com- consumer available ones. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking, you know, I mean, you, you got his WCW autograph card and you got his action pack autograph card. And uh, while those do some good, decent numbers per se, uh, I think it's a fraction of what his value is 
in, in connection to his appeal to both wrestling and pop culture as a yeah. pop culture person with the, Oh yeah. And all that stuff. And uh, you know, snap into a slim Jim and all those things being in a movie like Spider-Man uh, you know, things like that. I mean, he's definitely uh, during his lifetime crossed over into that pop culture thing with people even still wearing t-shirts that have his uh, picture on it who probably don't even know what the hell they're wearing. I think, yeah, um, it's just, uh, and so why his value doesn't seem to be, you know, teetering in that area of, uh, a Hogan, a flair and Andre, um, you know, and it should be, he really should be. I, I don't know what it's going to take for, uh, card collectors to look at him and kind of go, you know, why is it, it should be, I'm pushing him in the moon, man. I'm mm-hmm. making this a $15,000 card kind of thing, you know? Um, I, I don't know why that is. I mean, there's some people out there, Jamie Wallace out there. I mean, the yeah. guy's got had three of those damn uh, cards. Like, I don't you know, hats off to him. That's amazing. Um, uh, but I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, he has a lot less cards out there to go out and collect compared to the other guys we've talked about on this on any of these lists. There's a lot more Sting autographs, a lot more Hogan autographs, a lot more Ric Flair autographs, there's a lot more of that stuff than there is Savage. And Savage's career is right up there in that top. 10 top five type of thing on people's lists. Well, something else I think is interesting is let's take, um, I, I, what is it? The, is it the 86 Scanlans? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's right around that time frame of 85 tops. And, you know, we see a lot, we see the Hogan's and we see a lot of the well, other the Scanlans car- is an 85 tops, basically what it is, it's, but it's, it's 86. Is 86 the year correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and what we see a lot of the the people talk about are some of these cards in this in this same general area, like Piper. I see that 85 tops Piper posted yep. all the time. And I'm thinking, why am I not seeing the same amount of traction for this macho man from this same time period? And I like I see all these other cards being shared. I'm like, well, where's Macho Man? But yep. then like I go back, I'm like, okay, well, some of his autographs, surely. And then I'll look at the like the WCW autographs and I'm seeing like Kurt Henning or Bam Bam Bigelow or some of these other guys that like seem to have more of a chase. Maybe they're a bit more rare. Uh, some of them are even selling. Sometimes I feel like they're selling for more than what Macho Man is going. That's for. incredible to me. Really? It it's, is. Yeah. We, just, we all have, we all have our favorites. Like, you know, why isn't rude getting more love? Why isn't perfect getting more love? You know, whatever they got, you know, why isn't iron Mark sharp, not getting enough love. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he's too busy I, taking a shower. That's why he's he... taking a shower. It's like, that. you know, well, you got you to take care of yourself when you're the, you know, Canada's greatest athlete. Um, it's just, uh, uh, you see someone like macho man who, again, we've said it many times that he, you know, he, he transcends just the wrestling type of stuff. He's got that multicultural type of appeals like that. And yet he's just not getting that value. Like what, what am I missing here? What am I, what, where's, yeah. what's the missing numbers I'm missing here to make this all add up. Right. I don't know. Like I, we just, I, I can't pinpoint it. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll wrestling see fans, man. It's such a, such a very, uh, complicated <laughs> yeah well and, and then you there. think about it like you know we saw uh in prism we've seen just about all your tippy top guys that are wrestling legends no macho man yep oh we saw him in revolution i saw him in revolution and i uh, don't, not quite sure i think that he was but i don't think he even went for very much then either did he not from what i've seen no. I, I mean i'm sure there's got to be a macho man uh galactic out there which mm-hmm. is a one per case type of hit um 
but you know, I, I guess in the one of one cut that came out, like what, what kind of values that have, I mean, Jamie would know he acquired one person, you know, well, it acquired, he acquired it. Someone else pulled it. They had it. Jamie wanted it. He went after it and uh, you know, it cost him some, uh, some stuff in trade. You know, what is that long-term value going to be on that one of one? I don't know. It should be probably more than whatever the hell it's going for now. Yeah. My last thing I wanted to touch on, and then I can kind of turn it over to you and whatever it is that you are wanting to talk about in this realm and I'm just I, chiming in on the this, man. We're kind of wanting, going back and forth on it. I'll point, if you're watching the video here, stuff like this, regional oddball releases. And it doesn't even yeah. have to, we're going to steer a little bit away. It doesn't even have to be wrestling cards. It could be type one photos of something, or it could be sure. the, like the board game. Uh, I know Uncle Danny recently stumbled onto some Boyd Pierce yep. photo cards. Yep. You know, they're kind of trading cards, but they're kind of not. Yeah. So stuff like that, that's autographed, or you want to go back to like racks, roast beef stuff, which I think Peck's like the, only, I feel like he's the only person out there who has those just weird, you know, oddball. Uh, we, we talk about oddball food products all the time, sure. but I think there's these other things out there, whether it was like, I know programs and stuff like that have been done to death, but like, you know, looking at some of the magazines that actually just that, they those photos in those magazines are the exact ones used in the all-star sets yeah i Stuff actually like found that. i found some of the magazines there uh at the national of the magazines that uh, were actually and peck has peck has shown these before uh on his social media where he shows the actual magazines that were eventually those images were used mm -hmm. in the trading card for all-star i saw those magazines at, at a booth uh at the cool. nationals like that yeah it's pretty cool one thing and, and of course that... me no i not, i didn't do that kind of research that's where you kind of got to commend a guy like David to go out there and, and doing that research, finding out which pictures went to where. And like, I identified that because I'd seen that being posted on social media. Yep. So I like, Oh, I knew exactly what that was and where it was from. I know exactly where that picture's at. It's just an additional you know thing that you can kind of think outside the box. One thing I want to say though, on kind of, you know uh, we can talk about the cards and we can talk about these regional things. And that's kind of these, um they're just like weird interesting products like i want to talk about like maybe the 80 is it 85 is it 84 85 all-stars the ones in the magazine in the magazines oh there's 85 85 there's also, okay there's also an 81 it's like that a lot of people i've found out like unless like i'll say outside the wrestling card bubble they don't like the 85s as much because they're always cut weird and a lot of times when you find them in a slab, they're like authenticated hand cut. They won't have a grade on them. And I think some of those things sometimes may be a little bit harder for people to wrap their heads around from like a like print run sets, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that, because they're so weird that if they if PSA is not giving them a regular grade or, if you know, one card's got a grade where it's cut weird and the other one has no cuts, but it's just perforation. They're but I mean, it's, it's a cool car. It, it encompasses at that one you're talking about. It's the 85 wrestling all stars from, uh, you know, Quinn studios. It was 85. Okay. Yeah, it, it was 85. And so it's at the one with the white border around it. It's like that. It's got the name on the, on the right hand side. Um, and it, and it encompassed, it was a multi federation type of promotion type of, uh, set. It wasn't specific to WWF or right. uh, NWA. So I, so I had different people from all different kinds of things. It's, it was a cool set. It was a great way to get, uh, you know, um, uh, a little something from every promotion, major promotion out there. And I think it's a cool design, but yeah, it may be, I, I don't get the reason why those don't have the same kind of love as other cards in that era. 
because because it's more of a i'm just like playing devil's advocate like i think people can't like associate them with the same kind of um what sort of uniformity of trading cards because they're magazines but they're not pack pulled so therefore they don't really qualify as trading cards well no i think i think it more so has to do with like people have continued to get those seven the 70 was it 73 annuals the, the paper ones into psa slabs psa grades them they actually have had consistent grades these everything everyone i've seen in a slab like some of them have grades some of them don't and just say hand cut authentic because of how weird the cut is because Mm -hmm. some of those cards have flat edges some of them have perforations so like half of the card might be straight and the other card the other part might be perforated so it's like a little bit harder but I think there, there's a lot of cool... There's a couple of... I think that's the first Road Warriors cards that are in there. So, I mean, if you want to consider that as their first card, rookie card, whatever, that's sure. in there. Um, so, there... And I, and I think the Freebirds are in there. Maybe that's one of their first cards. Uh, card number nine. If you like Memphis, Fabulous Ones are in there. Uh, there's a lot of good names in there. So, I mean, it's a cool set, but I just think that maybe sometimes these oddball things get a little too oddball for like the mainstream collectors. I mean, come on. I mean, even people trying to make Monty gum a thing. It's like that. And that's the oddball of all oddballs when it comes to that era. That's another um, thing that I, I have not, I've, you know, we joke about it. They're fun cards, but they don't seem to be taken off. Like, like you would think because they yeah. got a lot of heavy hitters in there. Yeah. I mean, even from mainstream people, there's actually Muhammad Ali and other people yeah. in there too. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, that whole era is just a it's a weird era. There's like certain things people gravitate towards and they say this is going to be the thing that uh, that that we love and then other things are not. And I don't know. I maybe I just kind of like other stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I mean, there's even like the uh, action figure cards too that came out during that time frame as well from like, you know, that uh, LJN series like yep. that. Those were cut out cards too and there's some great stuff on that. That ran from 84 to 89. Um, and I've seen some of those autographed in PSA slabs and they're kind of the, the, the oversized slabs, yep, which I used yep. to hate, but then like, I kind of got, I got my hands on some of those at one point and I'm like, these are actually kind of cool. It's more of like, it's not a card. It is, but it's not, it's more of like a display piece. I mean, that whole era that right there too, there was so much other cool stuff at the time. There's a lot more food stuff that came out, you know, even with uh, your carnation set, Carnations, yeah. uh, it's gonna get, you're going to have like your, your, your tag teams of the year set from like 88 or something like that was mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a chips set, even your hostess, you know, sticker type stuff. And even hell ice cream bar started in 88. Yep. The gold bond stuff started in 88 and that ran through till 2000, whatever I think it was be it, Ran through three different companies, Gold Bond, then it went to Good Humor, then it went to Unilever or something like that. I, you, something like that. And then, uh, but, you know, Quaker Dips had stuff in there. I was kind of Those are super hard stuff. to find. Yeah, both both years are hard to find, yeah. 87 and 88. Um, and then, you know, even wrapping up, like, I mean, even if you kind of qualify, you know, the 89 versions of Classic that came out, that, you know, came up just before the decade changed over. But, um that kind of wraps up. Those are all like uh, other cool stuff that came out during that time frame. That's all still qualifies that vintage type of era. It's like that. Yeah. I think if you kind of comb through the options that we've picked today, there's probably something that we've mentioned, whether we said we didn't like it or we did like it, that's going to, you know, start really picking up I'm obviously monetarily, but picking up popularity because really that's, what's going to drive the monetary value is, you know, we've talked before, uh, prices 
and popularity don't always mean rookie card. Well, sure. we might see this with, with these sets. Like some of these sets might take off based on popular, maybe it's ice cream bars because the nostalgia, and uh, you know, it yeah. takes people back to that. So the, who knows if those could circle K cards. There's another example. Yeah, another one too. I mean, going on to the magazines too, don't forget that 81s that came out for wrestling superstars with paper wanted to cut out. It's like yeah. that, which has got, you know, Hogan and Abdul the Butcher and it's got, uh, you know, uh, Dory Funk Jr. I think is in that one too. And Carrie Von Eric. I mean, there's a whole mess of different people in there. It's like that, that are in that set. But again, it's, it's paper cards. Um, you know, I think anybody looking at it just thought that it was just paper you had to cut out. But I think the cover of the magazine says wrestling cards like that on it, you know, collect them and trade them, whatever kind of thing. Uh, you know, that's from that time frame. And at the same time frame, that's also 81. That's all the same year as Poppy. Yep. Oh, and then we can throw in those 3D cards that nobody can ever find. Oh, yeah. the yeah, Actually, the, the oversized one, yep. the 3D cards. Yeah, it's like that. I mean, uh, they're super hard to come by far and few between. Was that 85 or something like that or 86? I don't remember the year. I just know that uh, I can't ever find them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely 85. So, like, that's 12 card set. Like, I had, I had never seen the entire set. I'd seen images of, like, the majority of the set. So I didn't know um, uh, I had the checklist for it forever. And then when I finally went and started uh, just, just this year, as a matter of fact, I went through and go, you know what? I can't seem to find the images for all of us like that. I'm going to yeah. go on a, I'm going to go on a hunt. And I found all 12 images of that card. Oh. And that Rocky Johnson card is it's badass. Awesome. Yeah, it is it's so badass. Yep. That's the one I would want to own out of that. If I could just oh. pick one, it would be that one. It's just that he's wearing that hat. He's yep. got the sunglasses on. He's like, <laughs> he's just so badass, man. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, this whole episode was just about, you know, can you speculate on vintage? What's some stuff maybe to look at? We're, we're not saying go out and buy this or sell this again. It's just, you know, spitballing ideas for maybe some stuff out there that people aren't thinking about or are thinking about. And, you know, just kind of pushing the popularity of some of these sets. That I don't think it's a bad idea to go out and collect anything from the 80s. Anything yeah. that that whole decade, I don't think it's wrong to go after anything. Is it all going to be equal to the all stars? No. Is it all going to even be equal to, you know, both of our, uh, our favorites as well as the, the NWA set when Rama set? No. Uh, but um, it, it's, there's not a lot be, of great... it's not going to be WWE prism either. No, but it's all going to be very nostalgic type of stuff. A lot of early stuff. If you're looking for first appearances or early debatable rookie type stuff uh, and all of that stuff is, it's harder and harder to come by and it's all very collectible and it's all very cool. Tony, do you want me to do your outro? Everything's available at wrestlingtrainingcards.com. <laughs> it is. It's all there. It's uh, because yeah, we we got to wrap it up here, so so yeah. Contact me if you want uh through wrestlingtrainingcards.com. All social media is in the bottom of every page. Twentieth anniversary, yay! Made it twenty years. Um, so uh, that's all I got for you. What about you? At Zan Morning on all social platforms. Wrestling with cards on YouTube wrestling with cards the podcast most importantly though you're listening to this today we thank you for your time if this podcast brought you some value please subscribe whatever you're listening to this on share the show with a friend that's the best way to get the word out and tag us on social media again me and tony are always talking about engagement if you guys want to talk about some vintage wrestling there's a lot of vintage wrestling guys on twitter everybody be a fun discussion to get on talk about maybe some vintage speculation like what we talked about today and what's some uh, not necessarily undervalued, overvalued, but you know, like what is what what is there a key rookie that may you know who's got that Rocky Johnson 3D card? Like we need uh, we need to see the people that have those. That'd be great. We thank you guys for listening, 
Until next time, keep collecting. Keep having fun. We'll see you. I rest the cards rule. <laughs> I rest the cards rule. <laughs>